1: And Nigel,
2: Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! It. My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer, right over there. Welcome those of you in from out of town for NBA All-Star Weekend. I apologize for the weather, and I blame it solely on Wish TV meteorologist Marcus Bailey. He was on the <laughs> enough, <huh>? the hotline <laughs> right now. Marcus, what gives, man? Come I on, know, baby, man. you're not giving it to me. This isn't the Super Bowl a few years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> and i
3: had those vibes like earlier in the week did you not like we were talking about the great stuff that's gonna be happening and my goodness it was like 50 degrees and sunny for several days straight but i mean we saw it coming we saw the bottom dropping out um and then the snow and unfortunately this one kind of intensified within the last 24 to 36 hours and it's, it's it's a good little thump that's coming through right now i think it's gonna be kind of a Gonna be a busy day for for our buddy matt bear for sure because um the, the the bands of snow are probably going to be kind of picking up here a little bit between now and say dinner time wow
4: okay so what are we talking about in terms of accumulation here i'm yeah. looking out the window at monument circle and the mm-hmm. streets still look pretty good the grassy areas they're white what are we talking about here
3: That's it. and i'm hopeful and just from looking at what has happened up north linked um, Lafayette, just off, uh, well, West Lafayette but, uh, on Purdue's campus, they, they reported up to four inches. I looked at a lot of the in cameras up, say, on I-65 up there. And for the most part, the interstate looks good. It's what you just said. There's a lot of snow on the grass, but the, the, the main roads are in pretty decent shape. So I think when this is all said and done, I think we're completely done with snow in the metro area around 8 or 9 o'clock, all right? It sounds a little bit of flurry activity, but accumulating snow should be done by then. But, um, and really, the meetup, it's going to happen between 3 and uh, right now and probably 6 or 7 o'clock here. But by around 2 to 4, I think, is probably going to be uh, widespread across much of, uh, of the listening area.
2: But here's the rub. Tomorrow's supposed to be really cold, right? Temperature yeah. dipping, uh, how do you say, precipitously? Is yeah. that a word? it that... quickly. Yeah.
3: No, you're right.
2: <laughs> quickly. <laughs> I should have just said quickly. <laughs> that's a
3: Ball State education coming through right <laughs> there, Marcus. That's, that's, quickly. That's, that's, my, my Ball State vocabulary doesn't go that big. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. it's going to get real cold. Um, you're, you're talking teens probably when you wake up tomorrow morning in single-digit wind chills. Hello. And highs are only in the 20s. Now, in saying that, um, it's going to be very bright. It should be pretty calm. So while it's going to be cold, I still think it's going to be a decent day if you're going to be heading downtown. Thankfully, there's a lot of festivities that are indoors for the All-Star game. Um, And, 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 you know, the the city invests a lot in in all those heated lamps and everything like that. And with the sun angle the way it is this time of year, it may be in the 20s, but it still won't maybe feel that bad because it won't be that windy. And then Sunday, we're back to the 40s. So this is all really short-lived. And once we get past this bump here for the evening hours – yeah, it does get cold, especially for Saturday, but the rest of the weekend does look pretty quiet weather-wise. So there is there is a silver lining to
4: all of it. All right, one more time, uh, in case somebody is just now turning on their radio, listening in their car. What's the timeline here, and what are we talking about?
3: We're just kind of – I mean, obviously, it's been snowing for a little bit, but we're going to get in kind of the heart of this snow system between now and 7 p.m. So it's going to be a slow go of the evening commute, two to four inches of accumulation. I think a lot of the main roads will be okay, but watch out for some slushy, slick spots, especially the side street. Once we get to around eight or nine o'clock, we run. We're wrapping up the snow. Cold tonight, cold tomorrow, and then warmer and dry with sunshine for your Sunday.
4: Marcus Bailey, meteorologist for Wish TV. Marcus, thank you so much. All right, thanks. Fellas. Have a good weekend. And Nige, this is an Indiana power move. I'm looking out the window, overlooking Monument Circle. Yeah. Snow is falling but there are still people playing basketball out here on Monument Circle. They've got you know buckets and hoops all set up. Yeah, as they should. There's a game going on. Yeah. There's snow falling down, and it takes me back to when I was like 15, 16 years old. Get the snow shovel, oh, yeah. clean off the driveway, get your buddies over, game on. Let's go. So we'll get you up to date with everything you need to know in regards to the All-Star game, road closures, traffic. Matt Bear is going to be in here in just a few minutes, and He'll let you know everything you need to know about that.
2: By the way, breaking news uh, Donald Trump uh, fined more than 300 million dollars and has been barred from running business in New York for three years uh in this case in New York the uh, judgment just came down that judge already said that he was guilty of fraud right this has to do with um uh, you know his assessment bank loans uh, overvaluing his his um, property in order to get better bank but like he paid everything back nobody was hurt and that's the breaking news 300 wow 364 million dollars is what uh, the judge is ordering Trump to pay.
4: So this was the judge that hates
2: his yeah, oh, guts. Yeah, all, this is this is a shame.
4: So we'll see what happens in the appeals process and everything moving forward from there. But yeah, that's another three hundred sixty-four million dollars. What was the big total he had to pay uh, to the woman he called a whack job?
2: Eighty-three point three
4: mil. Okay. So they're trying to break him. If they can't remove him from the ballot, they're trying to break him financially. That's the uh, plan of attack there. Uh, the investigation continuing today in Georgia for the DA Fannie Willis. Big Fannie. Now. We talked about this yesterday. It's been a fanny this whole time, but now all of a sudden we're expected to call her fanny. Fanny. Like big fat fanny. <laughs> big fat fanny. Like with an h right. in there. Like, like a, a fawn. newborn deer, like a fawn. <laughs> fanny. She doesn't look like a newborn deer. Uh, in case you missed it yesterday, she was speaking in the court. And It was a blank show of epic proportions. This
2: is is the DA that's trying to bring charges against Trump about election interference down in Georgia.
4: But now her credibility is on the line because it looks like she was sleeping with... Somebody from the office that she may have paid yeah. to go after Donald Trump, even though he wasn't qualified, the money might have been taxpayer money. And then the dude took that money and flew big fat fanny around the country, <laughs> made sweet love to her, bought her MacBooks, all these lavish gifts. So they're investigating that right now. And if that's not enough, they're checking out the timeline. Did she lie? under oath about when she was in this relationship, because if she did, and they can prove it, then she's going to be thrown off this Donald Trump investigation in Georgia. Um, Hmm. If you missed it earlier today, Roger Stone, who has been a longtime ally to Donald Trump. Now, this is a dude who's got some stories of his own, right? Roger Stone is an interesting dude, to put it mildly. He put out his version of a Hammer and Nigel Records song. Now, we have a fictional record label, Hammer and Nigel Records, where we write parody songs, and we have fun, and we laugh with it. We didn't create this one, but I want to give it full credit. Roger Stone was the one, I think, that put this together. And it's A.I. Donald Trump rapping about Fannie Willis (laughs) trying to rig votes Sleep with her staffers, steal money from Georgia taxpayers, and I get the impression that Roger Stone was listening to a little bit of Kanye when he put this together.
1: <laughs> you my- now, I say, is she a fatty only make my lead bigger. Me, now why you saying she a boat rigger? Vote rigger. But fatty only make my lead bigger. A... Get down, girl, go, ahead, get, down. <laughs> get, down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go down. A... Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. <laughs> get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Benita a... thought, always at the beauty salon. I'm with a baby Louie on the She said, my... Talk to walk, walk. I could really do For a case, I got a I could blow up the spot I'm like a bomb, a... but I'm looking for the one. That you seen her? She went and put my whole team under subpoena. I'll Diva Friday, Felicia, four poor kids I'll In charge of going to Donald Trump and you before done She'd make us all a game for rap with no shame. she get up on TV and you all know her name. If you're playing Fulton County, then you better get paid. You know why? Because the DA corrupt. Yo, from what I heard, Fatty got a baby by Mondo. do you see a job, house in a condo. Now, I say you she a boat rigger? But Fatty only make my lead bigger.
0: Now That's I pretty solid.
1: Lead That's lead pretty lead. good. fatty only make my lead bigger. If you ain't no punk, holler, we want D-Trump. We want D-Trump, yeah. It's something that you need to have. Because when we get revenge, we're going to kick some ass. 13 counts, 13 counts. I got paid for every count straight into yes, bank accounts. Now, me, I say
2: is she? There a it lead is. Lead that lead. is a vote rigger. Who did that? St- uh, Roger Stone did that? <laughs> <laughs> you only make my lead Fanny only make my lead bigger is Yes <laughs> That's
5: that
2: So incredible. good
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis It's about sharing time with those you love Hanging with friends who lift you up And experiencing all those moments That bring you joy All hits, no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams At KISQALI.com
2: Nigel yeah, my name is Nigel Hammers here. Matt Bear from the WIBC Traffic Center in studio. Uh, things are a nightmare right now, and I'm assuming they're going to continue to be that way for the next few hours as the snow comes down and the incoming of the influx of uh, all the uh, NBA All-Star traffic.
6: Yeah, I heard this. Uh, yeah, this came through during my last traffic hit. Uh, Indiana State Police Sergeant John Perrine is out on this crash westbound 70 before the Norse foot, and he's having a hard time keeping his footing right now. Oh, wow. And I bring that up because we do have the law that says you have to move over with a crash, but if we could just be extra diligent on that today, and I hate sounding like I'm lecturing, I'm not doing that, but just if you could really move over and give those guys plenty of room to clean up, because there's a good chance you'll encounter a crash on the way home tonight. And
4: with the roads being in the condition they may be in, slow, a little snow falling on the ground. Factored in with the closures that are downtown, just be patient, man, because I got stuck in some uh, traffic leaving here last night. And, man, it was like Indy 500 trying to get onto yeah. the highway from downtown. Oh, yeah.
6: And that's, I mean, this is Indy 500 traffic right now. And the thing I was fearing the most, because I got in it, too, last night, um, trying to leave downtown. saw a beautiful fireworks show. I was waiting. Oh, the fireworks yeah. show was amazing <laughs> last it was night. It great. We know how to put on a party here in Indianapolis. <laughs> but we do have closures. And the thing I'm really worried about, because we've had an uptick in the last couple of years, is pedestrian safety. And I was scared to death of coming out of that garage last night night here at work. And oh, on Illinois, people, yeah. Oh, because it was impossible. It was massive. And the, you know, people were taking lanes, and everybody had their hazards on there, dropping off there, picking up. And especially with this weather right now, the anxiety gets a little bit tripled. I mean, we have slick roads. We have 150,000 people coming into downtown for NBA All-Star Weekend. And we have closures and no ride on reds. So you have the perfect storm <laughs> of uh, crap here to do in <laughs> downtown Indianapolis right now. And like you said, Hever, you just got to
4: be patient, So what closures are we talking about? If somebody has to come downtown this weekend for whatever reason, what are we talking about here? The south end of Monument Circle
6: is closed right now, and that includes the Southern Spoke. If you get on the circle, you're going to get pushed off at some place you want to be, and if you're from out of town, that's going to be a very bad thing. Now, if you're coming up from the south side, Delaware Street by Gainbridge Fieldhouse is shut down, okay? There's a slither of pen on the north end that's also closed, and that's very important southbound one way. So, there's a three there. Now, the the thing I'm I, really worried about... I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry I saw um, Maryland is uh, is kind of closed off at uh, Meridian there. Yes, Maryland's
6: going uh, to be Maryland, closed South there. Oh, Georgia the, Street, I believe. Georgia Street. Anything around Lucas Oil Stadium and the Convention Center is going to be trouble. <laughs> I mean, they are cutting down Capitol and Missouri to just a couple of lanes tomorrow night and the night after. And that's going to cause gridlock. If you get stuck in, you know, I can't promise you're going to be out of there in an hour or two. I mean, that's how bad give kids.
4: yourself extra time if you're Please. going to the uh slam dunk contest tomorrow the three-point contest tomorrow or even tonight uh they've got the celebrity game going on the rising stars game give yourself extra a lot of extra time, right?
6: And we have the extra, we have the additional factor here of with the snow and cleanup of the snow, and people are going to be putting salt down, we're going to have other maintenance crews out tomorrow, so expect the lane to be taken. I mean, yeah, we get perfect weather for the Super Bowl for the NBA All-Star game, it snows, you know, and that's that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. So, yes, leave plenty of time and please, please, please watch those crosswalks. I'm confident we can get through the weekend without anybody getting hit, but um, we're going to have to work hard on that.
4: <laughs> Matt Bear, yeah. joining us here on The Hammer and Nigel Show. Matt is the best traffic reporter in the city of Indianapolis. Thank you. You're also the host of the uh, newly released Sobriety Podcast. Yes. Where can we find this? Because I think a lot of people are excited to hear this. They're looking forward. They know somebody that this could help. It could help them. Where can they find it?
6: Well, God bless you. It's um, Supporting Sobriety, and you can find us on Twitter at sobriety underscore pod i've and just
4: retweeted the handle so
6: make you. sure you follow that and get all your information we already had some pretty deep conversation there and it's you know people talking about i mean i i, I talk about how poor i was and how bad i was during my drinking and that's that's kind of the thing I'm, you got it, uh, like five episodes out yeah right? we have five episodes it's myself and our outstanding morning anchor right hedrick who just moved here from the uh, east coast area and he, he is just a, a terrific man when it comes to recovery and sobriety and we talked about the things, it's like our, our next two episodes. The one that came out today, episode five. The next one's coming out. is going to be about stigmas, you know, calling somebody a junkie and things like that. And how it could hinder recovery.
4: Didn't Joe Biden do that to the uh, reporter from <laughs> yeah. CBS?
6: You yeah. a junkie? Yeah. You a test? junkie? Okay. And it didn't help. Man. Those things don't help. I mean, it, it, we all get mad, we get frustrated, and again, we're doing this out of love, not luxury. So
2: you're you're in recovery, and and this podcast is basically about your journey and and the, the people that surrounded you and that yes. had to put up with you during. Uh, during the bad years. We want to
6: give, yeah, people, we call people behind the people, the people that help guys like me, help guys like Ryan, and and a lot of people listening out there, the alcoholic, the addict in their very worst possible state near death, you know, the people that bring us out. We want to provide a tool, provide some love to help those people, say, identify the warning signs, to get somebody into recovery. How do I pay for recovery? There's so many questions about there, and it's an attempt, and I think we're going to do a good job about this, but it's an attempt to normalize recovery. It's not something you should ever be ashamed of. You can get yourself into recovery. I I think that's brave. It's very brave.
4: Is this show just for people who have struggled with substance abuse, are struggling, or is there something for the family members?
6: It's actually more for the family members than people like me. Um, I want to talk to the family members. I want to talk to my dad and other people's dads and my uh, other people's families and be like, hey, this is what you can watch out for, and hey, this is what you can do when Whenever you, you see your son like me, you know, just got to shove his hands into his pockets so you don't see his hands shaking all the time. You yeah. know, uh, what, what are the telltale signs? What could I do about it? When should I think about an intervention? A huge question. You know, what is fentanyl? We're doing an episode on that. I mean, there are going to be so many things we covered again. It's for the people behind the people, the supporters, the people that kept me alive and Ryan alive while we were really sick. Right. On. So
4: the first five episodes are out one more time. If somebody's listening and says, man, I really need to listen to this where can they find it
6: it is on all the major podcast uh, providers like spotify is what i use apple music has it you can go to wibc.com It's where we're resting here at the moment kind of our home base and of course we're on x and instagram at sobriety underscore pod at sobriety underscore pod we'd love to have you part of our community it'd be so awesome
4: follow that account at sobriety underscore pod and you can link to all of the uh, episodes correct absolutely Matt Barrett, Thanks, you're the buddy.
6: best. Love you guys. Thanks for having me in. See you, Allison. It's the Hammer
2: and Nigel Show. To the Hammer and Nigel show. Special shout out to everybody in from out of town for NBA All Star Weekend. This is the Hammer and Nigel show. I'm Nigel. That's Hammer over there with a special guest on the hotline.
4: Tommy Piggott is the strategic communications director for the RNC. You can see some of his work on the popular handle at RNC Research. Tommy, let's get right into it here let's do a little house cleaning how are things over at the rnc is there any update on leadership rumors you know we didn't get a chance to speak to you last week tommy but there was this story that ronna mcdaniel was going to step aside after south carolina can you tell us anything
7: look that's going to be a discussion that happens after the south carolina primary Uh, so we'll see what happens there What I can say is that our focus remains the same here, which is beating Joe Biden. It's going to be that focus today, tomorrow, next week, next month, all the way to November. Our focus is on making sure Joe Biden is a one-term president. Uh, That's where we're going to keep focused. Discussions around leadership, though, will happen after the South Carolina primary.
4: Okay, so let's get into how you can defeat Joe Biden and make him a one-term president. I've got concerns about mail-in voting, and I think a lot of Republicans, conservatives have felt the same way for a while. And when I saw those special elections take place in New York and Pennsylvania, in New York, the Republicans lost the seat that George Santos previously had. Mail-in balloting was a big, big part of Democrats having success. What are your thoughts on what you're seeing right now with the Democrat machine with mail-in balloting, and how the RNC can kind of combat that?
7: Look, the major focus of ours is to increase the number of Republicans that are voting early, uh, either by mail or in person. I mean, looking at the third congressional district in New York, there was a massive snowstorm a huge snowstorm that hit on election day. And it's a perfect example of why voting early is really, really important because you don't know what's going to happen on election day. You can't control the weather, right? So you need to get out. You need to bank your vote as soon as possible in order to make sure that your vote gets counted. That's why our Bank Your Vote effort, bankyourvote.com, is so important. We have state-specific websites for every single page. Many states right now, you can go online and request your absentee ballot or your mail-in ballot right now for the entire elections all the way through November. So now it's the time to start making that plan. Now's the time to make those requests. Go to bankyourvote.com, find your state specific website, because as the New York uh, 3rd Congressional District showed, we can't be waiting until election day because you have no idea what's going to be happening. Uh, You need to get that vote vote in early. You need to make sure that it's banked. You need to make sure that it's counted. And I know a
4: lot of people love that day of the election experience, the rush or whatever you want to call it, of voting on election day. And I'm one of them. But what is the RNC doing in addition to starting this banker vote campaign? uh, Do they have people in some of these swing states, Tommy, that are going around door to door, doing events, reminding people that, hey, It's okay to vote early as a Republican. And can you give us any sort of updates on new voter registrations? Is the RNC having any luck with that?
7: hundred percent. We have staff on the ground right now in 15 states, both presidential target states, but also target states for the Senate and for the House. So, for example, California and New York, we have people on the ground where a lot of these House races are going to be decided. But, of course, the presidential race and key Senate races, we also have staff on the ground as well. Hosting events across the country every day I see uh, really grassroots activists, grassroots volunteers across the country holding these trainings with the GOP, taking part, making sure they're going to BankYourVote.com, taking that pledge, really spreading the word when it comes to that. Part of that uh, effort is also our protect your vote effort. We're engaged in lawsuits across the country to make sure that we're fighting for election integrity measures that voters wanna see that make it harder to cheat and easier to vote. That's what we're fighting for across the country so people can bank their vote with confidence. And we are seeing results, we're seeing pledges For BankYourVote.com, we're seeing people that are are, are making that pledge, making that plan to vote early. We're seeing voter registration go up across the country. Key states like Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, we're seeing real strides when it comes to voter registration. We're keeping up that effort. We're peddled to the metal. I can't stress enough, though, that voting early, BankYourVote.com, and just one key measure I want to point out. If you're really thinking that, I'm so dedicated to vote on Election Day because – I want to vote on Election Day. There's one stat that I think you should hear, which is that if you vote early, you're freeing up resources for the Republican Party, for campaigns, to target voters that haven't voted yet. Because if you, if you vote the first day of early voting, for example, we might spend $5 to go after you in terms of getting you out to vote. Uh, if you vote on Election Day, we might spend $30 uh, targeting you with mailers, calls, whatever it is. So imagine that $25 difference magnified by millions of dollars, and that's the importance of voting early. It's making sure you get your vote counted, but also freeing up those resources so we can go out and target those voters that maybe haven't voted in previous election cycles, those independents. That's key to making sure Republicans win.
2: Tommy Piggott, RNC Strat- uh, Strategic Communications Director here on The Hammer and Nigel Show. It's one thing to to get the word out to Republicans to, to it's okay to vote early. It's, it's another thing, though, and I know the focus is on Joe Biden and being Joe Biden, but man, it just seems like the deck is really stacked against Donald Trump. Right now, I just read an article uh, in Breitbart the other day how the three separate prosecutors met with the Biden administration before handing down these indictments against him, Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis and Jack Smith. I, I and, you know, it seems like uh, every time there's bad news on Joe Biden's side about you know the, whether it's a five million dollar bribe uh, or or something about Hunter Biden, another indictment gets handed down on the same day. It just seems like there is some credence. to to Donald Trump's um, allegations that they are working actively against him to not only um, get him off the ballot, but not to run at all.
7: Look, Americans see the the politicization of the DOJ every single day. They see how much politics are playing a role in this. When it comes to President Trump, it's so clear when you look at several of these prosecutors that it's driven mainly by politics. I mean, people also see it against conservatives across the board and also big tech when it comes to censoring conservatives. This is part of our effort at the RNC to fight back against that censorship. We also were joining with other Republicans in fighting back against Colorado and Maine for removing President Trump from the ballot. It's clear that Democrats are terrified of democracy. They're absolutely terrified that voters are actually going to have their say, that they're going to go to the polls and make their voices heard, so doing everything they can to prevent it. It's ironic that they're trying to run on quote-unquote democracy when they're the party that's undermining it almost absolutely. every single day. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy. So we're fighting back against that at every single step. I think Americans see a lot of this politics that's really infiltrated the DOJ. It's unacceptable. It has to end. Part of why this election's so important. And, yes, the, the deck's stacked against us. There's so much bias everywhere when you look at the mainstream media, big tech, across the board. That's why we must be united. We must be pedal to the metal, take nothing for granted. We can't be infighting at all. We have to be focused. I'm um, beating Joe Biden because, uh, like you said, the deck is stacked against us, and we have to be fighting every single day to, to make this uphill climb.
4: And unless you're somebody that is just absolutely, positively never Trump, right? There are those people that Donald Trump could somehow cure cancer, and they would wonder why it took so long. There are those people out there. But I do think there's a lot of people who— weren't all in on Donald Trump, but even they see what's happening right now with his legal issues, whether they're trying to remove him from the ballot or make him so poor that he can't run. And they're saying, you know what? I think that's kind of wrong. And if you look at his polling with minority groups, the black voters, uh, the Hispanic voters, I think they're starting to see a little bit of a rise there because they see what's happening to Donald Trump and they think that it's wrong.
7: Well, I think they're also seeing what Joe Biden's policies are doing to all Americans. And I think they're seeing that that's wrong as well. I mean, when it comes to a lot of these different prosecutions, I mean, the Biden campaign is not keeping it a secret that their entire strategy for re-election, or a lot of Democrats at least, is relying on the fact that these prosecutions are going to be going after President Trump. And Americans know that's wrong. Americans know that's not what the DOJ should be doing. It shouldn't be used as a tool for the Biden campaign. That's not what should be happening at all. Uh, So when you take that coupled with the fact that Biden's policies are so disastrous. We had an economy where you had record low unemployment for Black Americans, Hispanic Americans. You had real wages rising. You had economic growth across the board. You had a recovery that was in full steam after COVID with Republican-led states leading the way. And then Joe Biden comes in, passes $1.9 trillion. Then we have historic inflation. We have food shortages at the same time. He has been disastrous for so many Americans. Americans across the board are waking up to it. And then they're seeing that his only strategy seems to be using the DOJ as a part of his campaign arm, which is so unacceptable, not just against President Trump, but against pro-life Americans parents at school board meetings, people that want to secure the border. I mean, suing Texas right now for stepping up to secure the border. There are so many elements where it's just outrageous. The American people see it. They're tired of it. uh, They're sick of it. And I think that's why we're seeing Republicans across the board doing well when it comes to polls and, and also beating Joe Biden in November.
4: He is the strategic communications director for the RNC, Tommy Piggott. Check out some of his work at RNC Research. Tommy, great stuff. We'll chat again next Friday.
8: My friends, this is Brett Michaels, and you're listening to my friends right here, Hammer and Nigel, and they're about to rock your world.
4: Brett's going to be calling into the show here in about 30 minutes. Oh, right on. 435, Poison Front Man Brett Michaels. But right now, caller number nine was John. John, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be on here. I listen every single day, and I call every single day trying to get tickets, and I'm here now. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's I'm ready. do it.
4: Let's do it. You know Poison songs, I hope, John. Do you know some Poison yeah, hits?
5: I, I
1: know
4: some Poison.
1: Brett Mike's was pretty good. He's not as good as AI Donald Trump singing about <laughs> Big Fat but all
4: right. All right. All right. So, you get two out of three. We're going to give you the tickets, okay? I'm going to sing a popular Poison song. I'm going to stop at some point. If you just get close... Close to the next line. Remotely close. I'll give you credit, okay? Okay, two out of three. Two out of three. Allison, number one. I'm always working, slaving every day. Oh good Gotta Lord. get a break from the same old, same old. I need a chance just to get away. If you could hear me think, this is what I'd say. Don't need... But a good time. There we go. Okay. All right, all right.
2: Got one more here.
4: One more. Allison. Let's do number three. Number three here. I think this is the one. All right. Let's get this right. Here we go. Number three. Oh yeah. The old folks say that you gotta end your date by 10. (laughs) And if you're out on a date and you bring her home late, it's a sin. There ain't no excuse. You know you're going to lose. You'll you're never, never win. win. We'll say it again. And it's all, all because, because your mama can't dance and your daddy don't rock. And yeah! There you go. John, my man, stay on the line. Allison will take care of you. Top stories coming up next. Hammer, and Nigel. Can you believe these
1: characters are weirdos? So let's rock it!
2: The hammer the uh, New York judge who presided over the uh, witch hunt. I'm sorry, the uh, the civil business fraud trial against Donald Trump uh, <laughs> ordered Trump, his sons, and his company to pay like $350 million in damages and temporarily limited their ability to do business in New York. This is all stemming from the Attorney General, Letitia James, who campaigned to uh, get Donald Trump. That was part of her platform, her campaign as Attorney General. I'm going to get Donald Trump, there. Accused of inflating their assets to make more money and get better bank loans, all of which were paid back in full.
4: This was the same judge who the Trump camp had been saying for a long time had already made up his mind. This judge, if he could give out a kajillion dollars <laughs> make the trump family yeah. pay back a kajillion dollars he would have but of course that's not a real number so they went with over 350
2: million Donald trump and his sons ordered to pay a quadrillion bazillion dollars <laughs> it's ridiculous it's a witch hunt it's a coordinated witch hunt man another big story this morning
4: big critic of vladimir putin died in jail Uh, His political rival uh, died in jail, a cat by the name of Alexei Navalny. This is Secretary of State Anthony Blinken.
1: His death in a Russian prison
4: and the fixation and fear of one man only underscores the weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built. Russia's responsible for this. We'll be talking to many other countries concerned about Alexei Navalny, uh, especially if these reports bear out to be true. So you're probably asking yourself, wait a minute, why did you follow a Donald Trump story with something that happened with Vladimir Putin and Russia? Well, think about this. Try to tie these together. The concept of putting your political opponents in jail. (laughs) It sounds familiar, mm, Nudge.
2: What a novel idea. It's weird, huh? I don't now look, I don't think president I, I, I think, you know, Putin has tried to assassinate this guy before. He's poisoned him, he's done he's he levied bogus charges against him, and I liked how they say they he died in prison. It wasn't just some prison. It was like this Arctic Russian penal colony. Brutal conditions. And um while I don't think Joe Biden is trying to Kill his political opponent. There's no doubt in my mind that there is uh, an effort to silence his political opponent by putting him in jail and, um, and and levying various indictments in in three different. I mean, you got Georgia, you got DC, you got Manhattan.
4: By the way, I remember seeing Arctic Penal Colony open up for the <laughs> Foo Fighters uh, just a couple of years yeah, ago, I they believe. Jam. <laughs> they, Rock they and roll, Jam. roll, So, again, putting all the cards on the table here, we've got a story where somebody that is imprisoned that has enough damning evidence that could bring down the president, his followers, and maybe the entire country mysteriously dies in jail. And everybody's losing their minds from Blinken to Biden. Tell me this isn't just the same thing as the Jeffrey Epstein story. Oh,
2: interesting.
4: This is the exact same thing. So for everybody who's got their undies in a wad saying, I can't believe what's happening in Russia. To quote Joe Biden, get ready, Bal. It's already happened here. (laughs) This is the same story as Jeffrey Epstein. And since we're talking about Joe Biden and his name has been brought up, let's get him officially into the conversation. Let's check in with wheelin' dealin', hair sniffing, kiss Kiss stealing
5: Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Shooting international (laughs) depression.
4: So Joe Biden spoke early today about the passing of Alexei Navalny and put it solely
5: on Vladimir Putin. You know, like millions of people around the world, I'm literally both not surprised and outraged by the news reported death of Alexei Navalny. He bravely stood up uh, to the corruption, the violence and all the all the bad things that Putin government was doing. In response, Putin had him poisoned, he had him arrested, he had him prosecuted for fabricated crimes, he sentenced him to prison, he was held in isolation. Even all that didn't stop him from calling out Putin's lies. Even in prison, he was a powerful voice for the truth, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Reports of his death, if they're true, and I have no reason to believe it or not, Russian authorities are going to tell their own story. But make no mistake. Make no mistake. Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible. Okay, we all heard that, right? Putin is responsible.
2: I actually agree with it. Yeah.
4: But there was a but Uh, in this
5: statement. Joe Biden then went on to flame Donald Trump. You know, we have to realize what we're dealing with with Putin. All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. He said if an ally did not pay their dues, he'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want.
2: yourself here mr. president
5: I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. But let me be clear: this is an outrageous thing for president to say. I can't fathom. I can't fathom. From Truman on, they're rolling over in their graves here in this. I think we all know what he was
4: really thinking. Something about cartoons? Maybe something about a squirrel that attacked him earlier in the day?
2: Let me gather myself. I'm just thinking about the uh, ice cream truck that just pulled up in front of the Oval Office. So, it's definitely
4: Vladimir Putin's fault, but Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That was the message from Joe Biden earlier today. Speaking of Joe Biden, as we check in on him, he will be visiting East Palestine, Ohio. Um, oh, one year well, a- later, one year after the disastrous derailment of a train that put a lot of toxic chemicals into this community that they still haven't really recovered from, Joe Biden will be visiting East Palestine, Ohio, today. I don't know
2: what everybody's up in arms about. The president, I know, it's been a year and it's an insult to the people of East Palestine. Uh, but, I mean, Pete Buttigieg, the Treasury Secretary, was there in his hard hat and his penny loafers right after it happened. I, I mean, what's what's the problem? Because nothing says I'm serious like Pete Buttigieg in a hard
4: hat investigating a train derailment. Was he waiting for a train to fall from the sky? Was he waiting for, like, more of the chemicals to just drop off the clouds? The hard hat was my favorite. Uh, the White House has said that Joe Biden has just been waiting for the right time to visit. Well, we don't have any audio from Joe Biden yet because he hasn't made it there yet. But thanks to the magic of A.I., this is what it would sound like if Joe Biden were addressing the people of East Palestine, Ohio, who still are trying to recover from a toxic train derailment. I'm sorry to hear
5: about the big the, the airplane crash
0: that left human feces in your coffee. Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen.
2: presents
5: Is It depends upon what the meaning of the word is Is this
2: anything? Alright, let's rock and roll Gamer, how do we play Is This Anything?
4: I'm going to run a few different stories by you These are kind of the back page type of stories You, Big Nige, you're going to be the one that tells us Is the story really anything or not? Okay Is this anything? People in Arizona were freaking out and calling 911 over a report that alligators were floating around a (laughs) pond in Mesa. Turns out these were fake alligators put there purposely so birds can land on them and rest. Here's a couple of the 911 calls that came in. I think there's
3: an alligator inside water areas. It's just like kind of hanging out.
4: There, yeah, there's like three live alligators in here. <laughs> yeah, there's
3: one under the bridge. I think there's either two or three. Right now, I'm looking at one that's just swimming around. It um actually bit my boyfriend's fishing line. Oh, did it did not.
2: <laughs> it did not. How prevalent are alligators in Arizona? I was just in Arizona for the Waste Management Open last weekend. I didn't see... Uh, conditions that would actually maybe facilitate the existence of alligators there in Scottsdale in Phoenix. and Phoenix. I, I, the fact that that lady goes, "Yeah, there's three or four of them swimming around. One just ate my husband's fishing line." <laughs> no, I I don't know who would buy alligators. Why would birds land on alligators too? That
4: well, was, some of those birds, like in tropical areas, they land on the gators' backs, like and they just stand they there. Hitch a ride. Yeah, they hitch a ride.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think this is anything. I I don't think if you. I mean, how common are alligators in Arizona? Again, is the question. I don't think there is is such a thing. I could be wrong. this
4: anything? Historic night last night. Iowa's Caitlin Clark set the new scoring record in women's college basketball, and she did it with a 40-foot logo three.
3: Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball.
2: Absolutely, It's something it actually got me interested in watching women's basketball. It's not something I'm, uh, you know, a regular viewer of is women's basketball, but, uh, this certainly, and not only is she now the leader for women's, uh, uh, College basketball, but she's creeping up on the overall. Like Pistol Pete Maravich, I think has the overall scoring record in the NCAA, right? And, and
4: she's and, the face of college basketball right now, men or women. Like the men's game has been really hurt by one and duns dudes going to the G League. Like it's hard to name a lot of big time men college basketball players
2: right now. Everybody but, knows Caitlin Clark,
4: right? And she's marketable like she's on all the commercials she's doing state farm she's doing all the big time advertisers she's making so much money with this nil deal in iowa that the wnba might not be able to match it the indiana fever have the number one pick
2: the indiana fever could have a shot at caitlin clark it's she has ties to indiana her, I believe. I think her boyfriend works.
4: He's a scout. Yes. And he played basketball favorite. at Iowa. It's Fran McCaffrey's kid. You're kidding. So, that's who her boyfriend is. But technically, she has a COVID year if she wants to use it. So, oh, so she could stay for another year right, at Iowa? If she chooses to do so. Now, if they win the whole thing this year, she'll probably ride off onto the sunset. But let's say... Iowa loses in March Madness. And Caitlin Clark's like, hey, I'm getting paid more money here than I would in the WNBA. I've got unfinished business. The fever
2: could be screwed. I wonder, though, I heard there's certain groups that are getting together and gathering money uh, so that they could make it worth her while to come to Indiana and play professionally. Have you heard about these this this sort of thing where groups are getting together and pooling money and and, and so that
4: what paying her under the table uh, in addition to what the contract well, has to be
2: I, something like that something similar to what it's nothing nefarious but uh, yeah that would be awesome if she came here to play and I I think you'd see you're probably one of your first sellouts for uh, women's basketball.
4: She is a brand, and her jumper, man, it is fire. That record-breaking three, she came across just past half court, right yeah. there at the big Iowa Hawkeye. Yep. The logo. Quick release splash. Is this anything? A couple of people working for the MTA in New York are getting praised after they found a bag with thirty grand inside and returned it to the proper owner. Here is the detective with the MTA police talking about the good deed. I was looking through the bag to see if there
5: was a receipt, a name. They did leave a date book, a planner in the bag. And I saw this person had an appointment to get their car inspected. So I ended up contacting their mechanic and I actually sent their mechanic a picture of this person. He helped me identify who it was and then, you know, that got the ball rolling to contact Long Island River Lost It Down and and reach out to this person so they could get their bag.
2: In addition to the thirty thousand dollars cash in the bag, there's also ten pounds of marijuana (laughs) vacuum sealed. (laughs) Who carries around thirty grand with them? Drug dealers. Well,
4: hold on. <laughs> Fonnie Willis's dad says it's a black thing and you wouldn't understand early today.
2: Oh, he testified as to such. Right. As to Why that, does Fonny yeah. have
4: all of this cash just hanging around yeah. that may or may not be from the taxpayers? It's a black thing and you wouldn't understand. <laughs>
2: okay, fine, whatever. Uh, that Detective or the, MT, the MTA guy, um, they went through a lot of work to get this money back to, uh, Hey, I, it was thirty grand. I would be like, "Hey, I, I found your, I found your ten grand." <laughs> you know, You're welcome 30. for me
4: finding this ten thousand dollars in this bag. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. It is the Hammer and Nigel show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nigel is here, and let's go to the hotline. A guy that's been on with us before, uh, we consider him a friend of the show. Brett Michaels, rock and roll legend, coming back to Indy. Brett, what's up, brother? I am doing awesome, my
8: friends. First of all, thank you for having me back on, and I'm, I'm excited. The Party Grawl 2.0, you were a big part of what I kicked off last year with the, the first version of Party Grawl. We're bringing it back this year, and we're kicking it off uh, at Ruoff. We're going to be there in Noblesville. Uh, I call Indianapolis. But we, I promised them last year, we were there on a Sunday. It was incredible. It was an absolute party. It even smelled good because I put the <laughs> coconut rum in the hazers. Uh-huh. Right? I said, this is a smell good, feel good show, right? And uh, But I picked a Friday, July 12th to double down on the July 4th weekend. We're going to double down on that. And we, I, I just, if you don't mind me bursting out so excited about the lineup this year. Last year was incredible but this year, first of all joining me on stage you've got D Snyder a twisted sister doing his all of his hits with me. then you've got Lou Graham, the original awesome. voice of foreigner singing i mean i don't even know where to begin because he could do he could do two hours on his own right and we're gonna we're gonna at least nail three or four of those you know unbelievable songs hot blooded cold as ice double vision you know jukebox hero you name it we're we're bringing it and then all of a sudden opening the show with a number one song as we speak, here it is a Friday afternoon. Chris Jansen, I just did CMT Crossroads, a country sensation and good friend, uh, with his number one song "All I Need Is You," and he's bringing "Buy Me a Boat," and he is going to rock that stage. And then we're going to have a dueling harmonica solo. Uh, <laughs> "Mama Don't Dance," I, I said. I'm, I'm right now. I'm challenge. I'm throwing a challenge flag right now. Come on, and he's going to come up there, and we're going to wing that. And then one of my biggest moments opening the night, Don Felder of the Eagles. Oh, wow. Part of writing Hotel California is bringing every Eagles hit uh, that we can fit into this set until the union calls us off. Right. Until they say right. we need to shut down for the night, but we're going to party with them. But he he's going to open up with life in the fast lane, Hotel California, take it easy. And this, This is going to be an incredible Friday night of all killer hits, no filler.
4: And that's the thing, Brett. It's a Friday this year, so nobody has to go to work the next day, or very few people have to go to work the next day. So you can have a cocktail, you can have a beverage, or 13 or 14, and just have a good time. And that's what this tour is all about
8: absolutely i 'm not kidding you when I say this i 'm going on this tour as i 've done since since my childhood till right now speaking with you. I go out there as a fan of music, so when I go out there, I want to have nothing but a good time, no pun intended, but it starts with the bands the fans and the celebration. That's what it's all about. We're going out there to celebrate the fans, the bands, the music, and think about it. We're spanning from the Eagles into going into twisted sister, Foreigner poisoned Chris Jansen, who has a current number one single, bringing it all forward and just again uh, having really nothing but a good time on that stage and enjoying every minute of it. And we got it down to even like last year, the local crew was out on stage partying with us. We we were dragging fans out of the out of the you know. Out of the amphitheater, up onto the stage because we have those big tiki huts built, and they—they right. they, they were. Let me put it this way: that Sunday, they may have had a few a few uh, no want show ups on Monday,
4: <laughs> which is awesome, man. And that's what it's all about. Like when we mentioned, you know, to our audience that you were coming on our show again, the response we get from our listeners—it's so amazing. Like it's more than any other, you know, athlete or actor, politician, musician. There's something Something about this Indianapolis audience, Central Indy audience that loves you, Brett, what do you think the connection is between you and Indy?
8: I can make it a couple things first of all I love them that's number one and I'm a I'm a grateful I need you to know if I had to explain my personality I'm a fan of music I love to play music but I'm grateful there's no there's never been a day I'm not grateful but I party with them during the day so I always bring my dirt bike I always go out there last year I, I had the thought of jumping a few fans they they kiboshed that idea I was, gonna,
2: <laughs> I was building
8: a little ramp to make a launch and then a couple of the fans may have been enjoying this himself early on sunday uh they were gonna they were just gonna lay down as if they were the uh the cars i was gonna clear and uh that that got kiboshed by uh our friends at my nation (laughs) (laughs) so i went over and took all the bands with me over to the track and we raced all the carts i brought fans out that were standing there and and it's just a true love and, and thankfulness uh, and not to mention, like, Carb Day. They all know I'm a, I'm, I'm a car and motorcycle enthusiast. Uh, we set the all-time attendance record for a show we did there years ago. And just grateful for Indianapolis and did some big as a diabetic. I've done some big health seminars there. Uh, you know, came in uh, over many course of many years and just came in and talked about, you know, life and, and how the – As I said, the power to find that willpower and and to be victorious rather than being a victim. And I think it just we have a sincere uh, back and forth uh, love of each other, the fans and the music.
4: Chatting with Brett Michaels. Uh, Party Gras 2.0, coming back to Indianapolis. The show is happening Friday, July 12th. Tickets are on sale right now. Uh, you can get all the information at brettmichaels.com. And this is another thing, Brett. Like... You're so diverse that I think you appeal to so many different people. Like, guys like me grew up listening to Poison. But then there's another audience that knows you from the reality shows. And then there's the people that know you from The Masked Singer. And I think you were on the Puppy Bowl last weekend at the Super Bowl. Like, you're like the Dos Equis guy, you're like the most interesting man in the world. I, it's either first of all, you just made
8: my day. You gave me chills on my arm. Right? <laughs> Let me say this: I may be the most craziest man in the world. Maybe that's the better. He's the most interesting. I'm I'm the most crazy diverse. How's that sound?
4: That works. That works. <laughs> I want to go back to you trying to jump people on your bike up at Noblesville because, like, that's such you know, like uh, a kid that grew up in the '70s and '80s. That's a power move right there. That's full evil can You know, kids today don't. Know understand what that's like but if you grew up in our era brett that's a power move right there and that's something you just got to do without permission next time i think
8: I'm doing so. Here's the thing: it was during the part of finding the cinder blocks and the two by six board, <laughs> right? I think gave me away. When I was a kid, I've got an image of me about to Indo on a Polaroid. I'm going to send you. You're going to laugh. I, we as kids, I'm like, we didn't think this through. First of all, we stacked up two cinder blocks, that was going to give way to begin with. Then the <laughs> long ranch, go with me to launch. We had a two by six which snapped in two before you ever hit the cinder block and then all of a sudden it's me half endowing, there's nothing put it this way evil Knievel at Caesars Palace, I made that look simple <laughs> with the end of that ride, right? It was, but I've got pictures of me riding my dirt bike, big wheelies through the through the grass part of the parking lot out at Ruoff, I, I'm going to have to send them to you. You you'll go. You're not making this up. I, I go, no, no, I was I was going to jump them. I thought that was a great idea. Right. That's so
6: awesome. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good idea, but I thought it was
4: great. No, that's rock and roll, man. That's what rock and roll is all about. Uh, <laughs> Brett Michaels with us. Hey, one more thing before we let you go, and I know you got to run, but you're also the producer and like creator of this whole party gras tour so that means there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes like in a former life i was an events manager a promotional manager so i know about permits i know about making those phone calls are you involved in a lot of that stuff behind the scenes here One million percent. So we're kicking off
8: this version. So, uh, again, going back to this, I cannot explain to everybody the moment I have the most joy is the second I run out on that stage and talk with when I start singing talk dirty to me, because I've spent months and months and days and this is no complaining i'm i'm i love doing it but there's so many moving parts and you just said it you you're making sure this is right that's right the permits the crew the hotels the trucks the buses all of it leads up to that moment I get to run out on stage and that's why I think the fans realize I, how grateful I am to hit that stage and all those moving parts I got to be honest with you I love every minute of it and I know sometimes it gets tough and overwhelming but it gets to I get to do what I love to do and so many great fans three generations have taken this journey with me and we kick this all off. Like, this year, I want to explain Party Girl. It's a feel-good festival, even down to the aroma in the hazers. I put coconut rum in it. Right? I'm not kidding you. It smells like you're on the islands. Uh, and then the other side of that whole thing is, it, and, and I say this to everybody, all killer hits, no filler. The band's having fun. The audience having fun. The fans, I should say. And that's what it all ends up being about, is just having – nothing but a good time, no matter what the amount of work is.
4: The lineup sounds killer, man, and I can't wait to check this out. It's Brett Michaels' Party Graw 2.0. Uh, it's coming to Indy, uh, the Ruoff Music Center in Noblesville, July 12th. It's a Friday night. Special appearances by Chris Jansen, Don Felder, D. Snyder, Lou Graham. All the hits that Brett has from the Poison catalog. It's all going to be there, man. We can't wait for the show, Brett. And uh, again, we appreciate the hell out of you coming back on this show. And also doing what you do out in the community, helping out the veterans, all the charity stuff. That's awesome, man. I appreciate
8: that. And thanks for bringing up the pregame of the Puppy Bowl. We save and rescue with my family and my daughters, a lot of animals. And again, to our veterans, we're going to honor them that night and, and take care of a lot of great people. Our di- you know, as a diabetic, we, we, we're going to take care of a lot of great people. But I don't get to do this without you and your listeners. So a big thank you
4: brett michaels Brettmichaels.com. we appreciate it brett rock and roll always man thank you it's the hammer and nigel show
0: whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqal and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you
9: you set him up and i'll knock him back lloyd one by one I'm
2: gonna read booze news, cause it's really fun. Once it hits your
3: lips, it's so
2: good. And I present booze news, booze news, yeah. Booze. I don't know. I think this is kind of why people don't like politicians. There's a uh, bill in Tennessee, and this kind of reminds me of what's going on here in Indiana. This Tennessee bill pushes to ban the sale of cold beer to decrease uh, DUIs. So... You can't go to a retail store, like a ch- grocery store, and buy cold beer, because of too many DUIs.
4: Because their uh, argument is that people are drinking it the minute they
2: get it, yes. in the
4: car, in the store, yes. in the
2: parking lot. Uh, yeah, and you can still buy cold beer at liquor stores. Uh, yeah, lawmakers say there's evidence that people are drinking and driving immediately after buying cold beer, and they say the their proof is that beer cans are littered all along of the sides of the roads. There's beer cans on the sides of the road, so we got to be, and inside the cars of the vehicles that have been involved in crashes. So, the people that are affected most by this are local breweries. It could be devastating because their beer in Tennessee requires refrigeration because it's fresh and unpasteurized. So that's uh, you know it's it's the old thing. You're going to been...
4: punish everybody that wants to grab a cold case of beer to go to their house yes, or go to an event.
2: Absolutely, because
4: a couple people are morons. Yep, and you're right. That sounds like something they would do here in Indiana. Except for they would blame it on out-of-control teens (laughs) at the convenience stores all-star weekend looking out the window here at monument circle there are still people playing basketball all the basketball goals are set up like around our half of Monument Circle. Yeah, the
2: southern half is shut down, and they've got the giant uh, NBA All Star signs out there, and the in uh, the, the big screens and the basketball goals, and people are loving it. There's a game of knockout
4: going on out here <laughs> in the middle of like what looks I to be a knockout. blizzard happening on Monument Circle. I love this about Indiana, and uh, again tonight the celebrity game, rising stars game, a few concerts taking place. It's
2: not like anything's going on really outside tonight. You know what I mean. So that's that's a good thing. There was lots of outdoor activities during the Super Bowl a few years ago, right? But we had um, vastly different weather conditions.
4: It was like in the seventies that <laughs> no. week. Um, last night there was activity downtown. Uh, they kind of kicked off the festivities. Fireworks. You know, big fireworks yeah. show. Tyrese Halliburton showed up in an Indy car that was yeah. driven by Connor Daly, yeah. and uh, the. NBA on TNT guys were doing a show there. It was over at the Fieldhouse, I believe. I could be wrong. Uh, Shaq and Reggie Miller talking about Pacers star Tyrese Halliburton. You have a player here now, Tyrese Halliburton. When KD is gone, when LeBron
5: is gone, when Steph is gone, do you think he could be the face of this league? I say yes. I think he's, he's on a, a short list because he has all the intangibles. He's family man. He's a team player. He hits big shots and it's all about winning with him. He'll do whatever it takes to win. And to be here when I say he's the captain now, he understands and this fan base understands that he involves everyone.
2: So not only the face of the Pacers franchise, they're saying the face Of the league. Right. Wow.
4: the faces of the league right now are older dudes, LeBron, Kevin Durant, people like that. And then there's another kind of younger generation, and Tyrese belongs in that group. Now, tomorrow is the All-Star Saturday. That's going on at Lucas Oil Stadium, where you're going to have the three-point contest, which Halliburton is a part of. You bet on that. I bet on that. I bet on Halliburton. And the court is supposed to be like this really cool glass LED court. Oh,
2: I've seen it, it's crazy.
4: It looks wild. I can't wait to watch this on television tomorrow. I don't have tickets, so I'm watching it on TV. I can't like a believe lot of people. Uh,
2: you're not taking the boys. I th- I figured this was maybe something you'd go to because you go to pretty much every pacer game there is.
4: Yeah, we went to Vegas and that was our trip there. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> tickets for this bad boy—they're
2: expensive. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> they are expensive. Uh, and then the slam dunk contest—you might not recognize a lot of the names but the slam dunk contest is always a fan favorite and there's a guy from the heat that's a part of it this year. He's a rookie. He was on that really good UCLA team that went deep into March Madness. Kind of a bigger guy, uh, Jaime Jaquez, and they asked him, you know, how did they ask you about getting into the slam dunk contest?
5: Um, I think it was a pretty easy process. They said, "Hey, you want to do the dunk
9: contest?" And I said, "Hell yeah!" So it's that easy. <laughs> did you dream of it as a kid, participating in the contest? Yeah, I think uh, that's something that I thought of. Um, I always loved dunking. I was obsessed with it. Whenever I was a kid, I would always dream about being able to dunk and then now
2: here I am in the dunk contest. Um, so I think that little kid would be pretty proud of himself.
4: I like it when dudes want to be part I
2: know, he's excited.
4: of yeah. these activities. Of course. Because the best dunkers in the league don't do the dunk contest anymore and it kind of stinks, but yeah. at least this kid, and I say kid, he's a rookie in the league, is excited to be part of it.
3: Are you
5: really okay? Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. Are you okay?
3: Yeah, I'm fine.
6: I'm pretty far from okay.
2: Uh-huh.
6: Are you okay
2: with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hammer, are you okay with this? Two high school students from Colorado are the first ever to receive athletic scholarships to college for Playing cornhole. All right. (laughs) Here are the students headed to South Carolina to play for Winthrop University and their new coach as well, talking about the opportunity. I'm shocked. I mean, as everybody is,
3: it's it's crazy. It's groundbreaking. It's new. It's making history. I never, never could
7: have thought that me playing just a fun side hustle would lead to um, college or going to a national level and playing. This is something that is now going to give kids an opportunity to to get scholarships, potential full rides eventually. There are so many kids that want to make this their career
2: and i think this is the gateway to make that happen scholarships for cornhole are you okay with this
4: yes scholarships for anything whatever can pay for an education by god do it uh this is coming from the dad of a kid in college who gets money for bowling yeah you know my oldest plays baseball his whole life and we think that's going to be how he gets a little money in college turns out it's bowling and uh listen It's never too early. So I know a lot of parents push sports on their kids, but it doesn't have to just be football, basketball, or baseball, you know, volleyball. Think about some of these other sports, man. There's a little money involved there. I don't know if you're ever going to get full rides in cornhole, <laughs> uh, but if you can get just a little bit, man, every little bit helps. I'm all right with well, that. Look, I mean,
2: cornhole is televised. They have those championships on ESPN in the dead of summer when there's not a lot of going on. They they put it on TV.
4: Yes, and have you if you've watched it, it's crazy. Like these people get into it, man. It's like a fun, you know, crowd activity sport.
2: Are you okay with this security camera capturing a? 10-year-old little boy in his hysterical venting session while taking out the trash. He is so over all of it, including eating chicken for dinner. Listen to this.
3: Chicken. More chicken. It's healthy for you, like... have chicken every day. (laughs) Eat this. Eat that. Eat more chicken. (laughs) Keep eating it. It's healthy for you, like get it we have chicken every day oh this is healthy for you I want you to grow big and like I work out Like I don't want no freaking chicken nobody wants chicken been eating it for a day every single day of my years so.
2: oh well, that was a kid taking out the trash uh, venting to himself about chicken too much chicken are you okay with this No. If
4: you don't like the chicken, you little whiny brat, starve. (laughs) Listen, the family's doing everything they can to put food on the table here, right? There's a lot of people that would love to have chicken every day. I would love to have chicken every day. Chicken's great. Fried chicken, grilled chicken, baked chicken, chicken nuggets, chicken chicken. wings, blackened chicken, spicy chicken. I'm here for the chicken. And this little rotten SOB, little Johnny son of a bitch taking out the trash, talking to himself. No, if you don't like chicken that much, then you take your little eight-year-old self out there, get a job and pay for something (laughs) yourself, you brat.
2: He's 10 years old, hammer brat uh okay listen to this an airline an airplane had to turn around two hours in because maggots were falling from the overhead bin onto people below turns out they were coming from a rotting fish in someone's bag Are you okay with this? No. and I've explained this to you already.
4: I'm a bit of a nervous flyer. A little bit. A little bit. I don't freak out. I'm not the crazy plane lady. I'm not going to get up and point my fingers and say somebody isn't real. But when we hit bumps, when we hit turbulence, I white-knuckle it a little bit. Makes me a little uncomfortable. And now, on top of that, you're telling me maggots are falling from the overhead bin. And who's the moron that took rotting fish <laughs> on the flight? Like,
2: how'd they I, get that past security?
4: Like, it's bad enough when somebody eats a stinky meal on the plane. If you've ever been on a flight where somebody has a real stinky meal, it sucks because it's not like you can open up a window unless the door just flies off. But this guy, whoever it was, <laughs> has got a rotting fish in one of his bags. What's he going to do, eat it later?
2: Ooh, that makes me sick.
4: And maggots are so gross, man. Real, itty-bitty, small, gross little things. And then imagine them falling on you, getting in your hair, Ugh. getting in your lap, getting on your skin. That's
2: disgusting. No, absolutely not. Not okay with that. Got time for one more here? Let's do it. 28-year-old woman was busted for battery earlier this week after she and her mother had an argument in the kitchen. Uh Uh-oh. The woman, quote, grabbed some grits (laughs) being cooked by her mom and hit her in the face with them. Are you okay with this?
4: Well, I'm reading that the mother wasn't seriously hurt by the grits, so I think I am. I no, think no, I'm okay the, with this. The grits,
2: what, you're, you're okay with this? Yeah, because oh, we yes.
4: don't know what the mother did. Don't just assume that the mother is some sweet, innocent Aunt B. Maybe the mom is a rotten, horrible <laughs> person. Maybe the mom said some horrible things. Maybe she deserved to have grits thrown in her face. Now, Allison, let me defer to you here. This is a uh, daughter v mother fight that involved grits being thrown. Have you ever been so angry with your mother that you would take something from the kitchen and chuck it at her grill?
5: I wouldn't dare do that. Oh, Are you no, kidding me? No way. She'd make me
4: eat those grits. Okay. Would she <laughs> throw them at you? Well,. <laughs> that's a yes yeah. that is a yes right there uh, so that's why I'm okay with it I don't have all the information and maybe somebody deserved it not rolling that out
0: whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you
2: it's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer over there. High drama in a Fulton County courtroom yesterday. District Attorney Fannie Willis, she's the one that's going after Trump for the election uh, interference charges there Please in Georgia. Please say Fannie. Sorry, it's Fannie. Fannie. Right. Like Joe Dearte. <laughs> she um, is now in the spotlight herself. Here to break it all down for us, Breitbart Politics reporter Wendell Husebo is joining us. Wendell. Maybe just a quick reset for our listeners, who is Fannie Willis, what what is she going after Trump for, who is her lover that's involved in all this, maybe just kind of start from the beginning and we'll get an update on what happened yesterday. So, I
9: call her Fannie Willis, too. (laughs) Fannie Willis is the prosecutor in Georgia going after Trump uh, for allegedly interfering in the uh, 2020 election, and she has done so with a lover. Uh, and his name is Nathan Wade and together they have taken trips and uh, the Trump team accuses Wade and Willis of um basically well he accuses Nathan Wade of paying for Willis's trips uh Willis says, no, I paid in cash, I I repaid in cash, so it's all good, man, it's all good. And so, uh, yesterday, she was on the stand, and it was a doozy.
4: Yes, so we're talking about potentially taxpayer money from Georgia being used by Fannie Willis to pay her lover, who... It seemed like Wendell wasn't even qualified to be in the position he was being promoted for. And then next thing you know, he's taking that money, and he's taking Fannie all over the country and buying her gifts and everything like that, right?
9: What struck me was how out of control she was on the stand yesterday, yelling and combative. Yeah, She looked outclassed. She looked... She looked like an angry woman needing another vacation to the Bahamas or Miami.
2: (laughs) Right, right. So so they're having. So what's going on now is they're having this hearing as to what you know to decide whether or not she she is allowed to move forward with this case or being removed. Right. Yeah,
9: that that's exactly right. And the judge has said that there has to be a financial component, and uh, the hearing is you know ongoing today. Today her father testified her her father has a, a checkered past and um he, he made some wild comments about how you know it's black culture to, to stash cash and you know that's just a, a really crazy thing to say but i i guess um i, I guess when she was on the uh, stand yesterday, she she was maybe the most combative and angry witness in the in the history of the country. It Kind of makes you think she
2: drank too much of that gray goose vodka before <laughs> yeah. the hearing She's, that she likes so much. She doesn't like wine. She's a gray goose gal, from what I understand. I mean, I that's what look, she said. Look, I, I mean, it's it's one thing to have your personal. Uh, yeah, uh, on one hand, I kind of felt bad for the guy. What's his Nathan Wade, the prosecutor that she hired to help her go after Trump? I mean, you have your personal life put out there in front of everybody like this. But at the same time, didn't Fannie Willis campaign in 2020 on not engaging in sexual misconduct like her predecessor? That's
9: exactly right. And our lead story at com currently is a story about how Fannie did exactly that, campaigned on that she would not engage in uh, sexual misconduct because the former prosecutor in her position had was accused of doing just that, of being corrupt. And so here she is. Being accused of what she was you know saying that her her predecessor was doing it's just it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of nonsense I mean the Democrat Party has so many reoccurring themes from Willis to Jeffrey Tubin to Bill Clinton. The only difference is Willis might lose uh, this case while Clinton and Tubin kept their jobs it's just ridiculous
4: and really I know we focused a lot on the fact that she was sleeping with a colleague and she promoted this guy and they went on trips, and there's been a lot of chatter about that. But really, Wendell, this is about the money. The money is what's going to get Fonnie Willis in trouble here, right?
9: The money is what could get Fonnie Willis in trouble, if they can prove that. I think the more what I've heard—I'm not a lawyer, but what I've heard from legal experts is that uh, if their relationship does indeed predate 2021, which was when she indicted Trump, that would compromise— her case, and so the, the judge would have to remove her from the case, which could postpone the whole case against Trump for two years. Of course, Trump will likely or potentially win the 2024 election, and and so he would be president at that point. And the thing is about the Georgia case is, it does threaten Trump because. He cannot pardon himself in Georgia. He doesn't have that power. And so, therefore, uh, getting this case delayed would greatly strengthen uh, his, his ability to ultimately beat the case.
2: Wendell Husebo, a political reporter for Breitbart here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Wendell, what happens if Fannie Willis is removed? From this case what what's the next Step does somebody else take over And the case keeps going against Trump or Does it fall apart is it dropped what what are the Options here
9: my understanding is That the judge would uh, Select a new prosecutor I'm not quite sure How the process would work That is what I have heard From uh, other lawyers But you know this is a a County issue I mean this is A localized issue this is an Account you know I'm from central Florida and from a small county. This is in Fulton County. This is not a big-time courthouse. So I'm not exactly sure what the county rules dictate.
4: And Wendell, when it comes to Donald Trump, I've always said Donald Trump is like the New York Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys. You either like him or you hate him. There's no really in-between. Nobody is really indifferent when it comes to Donald Trump. But I think even those that aren't big Trump fans, they're seeing what's going on with this situation in Georgia, they're seeing Alvin Bragg's uh, ridiculousness fall apart in New York. They see Jack Smith and his group kind of going light on a lot of things, but hard after Donald Trump. I think even those who don't like Donald Trump are looking in this, going, "Yeah, I think maybe they are just using their powers to get him off of the ballot."
9: And in fact, to add to what you had to say there. Uh, I had an uh, article, again, at Breitbart.com on Monday, where uh, three of those cases that you mentioned, uh, those prosecutors or members of the team had met with Biden administration officials before the indictments were handed down. Wow. And so that that that, to me, you know, if you just... Point to the facts. It's outrageous. And the thing is, is Joe Biden has absolutely no credibility. He denies that he had any involvement in his family business, despite audio evidence, photo evidence and financial record evidence. So for Joe Biden to sit there and say, I'm hands off, I have nothing to do with, you know, prosecuting my political opponent, to me, is a bunch of hooey.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned in that article, um, I mean, not only does it lend credence to Trump's belief that the in your words, that the indictment are election interference. Uh, But on the same days that these indictments came down, there were also huge accusations against uh, Joe Biden and the $5 million bribe uh, during one indictment uh, for Donald Trump. And then something else came down with with, uh, Hunter Biden as well, right? I mean, on the same days that there were negative headlines for Joe Biden and his family, some of these indictments were handed down, right? That just
9: speaks to how the administrative state, or what Donald Trump calls the deep state, has potentially interfered in this election. Donald Trump certainly thinks so. He said so repeatedly. It's very difficult for Joe Biden to stand there and say, my hands are clean, <laughs> when you have all of these facts lined up. I think the record stands for itself, and our listeners can judge for themselves.
4: Wendell, I want to shift gears just a little bit here. Um uh- I think this story came out late last night, maybe early today. But the special counsel that did that look into Joe Biden's mental well-being and the classified documents, her, he's in talks to testify in Washington sometime in the next month. And it seems like we got a little he said, she said going on between the special counsel and Joe Biden.
9: Well... I think what you have here is some of the most devastating information that any voter could have about Joe Biden. Yeah. The special special counsel her, uh, said that Joe Biden was an elderly man with a poor memory. That's a quote. And um, that, that's just very devastating. Now, he is not going to charge Joe Biden for taking classified documents, or what I would say, stealing classified documents. But it doesn't matter. This report is so damaging that the White House has to Decided, or the White House tried to prevent that language of Joe Biden being an elderly man with a poor memory to come out in the report. And so it's, it's, it's in, my, in my mind, a cover up, another cover up by this administration.
2: Wendell, where can people find you? Obviously, all your work is at Breitbart dot com. Are you on X on social media at all? Yes, sir. I'm on.
9: Uh, I'm on X at Wendell Hughesabo and at uh, True Social at Wendell Hughesabo.
2: Wendell Husebo, Breitbart News politics reporter. Uh, great first appearance on the show, man. We'll talk to you again very soon. We love having you on. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, big uh, night. It's a big weekend here. Yeah, man. All star weekend, NBA, and for us here in the studio, it's Beer Sample Friday. I have provided the libations. Oh. Find out what we're sampling next on the Hammer and Nigel Show. I got some beers. Let's drink them, huh? Beers on sale, people. Come down get you some. All right, no rhyme or reason to this beer. that I. Sometimes we have breweries come in, they bring us their beers to try out, but this time I went out and got our own. No rhyme or reason to this uh, style of beer other than it's local, Fairmount, Indiana. Oh, home of James I'm gonna, Dean. Hammer, I'm going to slide this over to you here. Slid and this I, was because you didn't want uh, to throw it like yeah. the last time. I didn't want to slide it, but this is from Bad Dad Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name of this and the picture that's on the can. Yeah, I'll hold it up to the YouTube camera. It's Pull My Finger. <laughs> it's, a, it's Bad Dad Brewing's uh, IPA. Pull My Finger with the... Uh, a cartoon of the matches on. Right? <laughs> Fairmount is in Grant County, about 55, that's like northeast of Indiana. Not believe, too far from so. good old Funcy. And, and it was started by a dad and his sons, and they have all these sorts of these kind of dad type beers. Um, like one's called the Sod Father with a picture of a lawnmower on it, <laughs> and it's their shandy. To give you an idea, but this is Pull My Finger. It's their IPA. Let's kick okay. off All-Star
4: Weekend yes. in the snow with bad conditions. Cheers, and thank you to Thompson Furniture and Mattress. Yes. Proud sponsor. sponsor of Beer Sample Friday.
2: Let me get a little sample here. Ooh, that's got some dank to it. You know what dank is when you're talking about beer? No. A little um, has uh, reminiscent of um, uh, some marijuana. Oh, have have a hint of uh, that plus some lemon I knew uh, what stank
4: was, (laughs) but I didn't know about dank. There
2: you go, you learn something new every day. Again,
4: thank you, Thompson Furniture and Mattress. The weekend is underway. It's the Hammer and Nigel show.